Hello. Welcome to my podcast, where I discuss, amongst myself, any topic, event, or idea that interests me. Now, this past summer I've been spending a lot of time thinking about laziness. I learned some things in philosophy classes last year about energetics and evolution, and I thought I would bring that into the light of laziness. Of course, I'm oversimplifying the energetics of this and the terms of this. Even I don't necessarily fully understand, but I think this is a practical way of examining laziness. What do laziness and evolution have in common? When you look at the way organisms consume energy and evolve, it seems like they have a lot in common. As Darwin first described when writing about evolution, he noticed that the animals best able to maintain themselves and obtain food will breed and produce more offspring, thus propagating their genetics into the environment. And while we focus on the animal's ability to do, the other side of that is the animal's ability not to do. Another part of the evolutionary equation is the animal's ability to reduce its needed conditions to survive. As much as any one human can try to, it's impossible to subsist entirely on your own means. That's why humans and many other animals, both simple and advanced, form together in packs or tribes to support each other. Forming a pack will often drastically reduce the ecological and predatory threat on the individual animal. As I mentioned earlier, I've recently been taking classes and looking into energetics, and coupled with biology, it's interesting to look at how usage of energy is effectively what Darwin means when he talks about fitness. What I mean by that is energy expenditure is a filter and evolutionary driver. Plants grow leaves and humans and other animals eat other things for the purpose of gathering energy. To maintain homeostasis, we consume energy to provide for bodily functions. All living organisms must find a way to gather energy, whether it's plants, which harvest the energy from the sun's rays, or humans and other animals, which eat other things. However, as the old adage says, you have to spend money to make money. The same holds true with energy. Energy has an acquisition cost. If energy loss is higher than gain, the animal will on average die. All living things, both in an individual's lifetime or as a species, must keep their acquisition cost lower than their gain. The biology of the hummingbird is a good example of this. The hummingbird has a high cost, high gain existence. The hummingbird's biology is structured so that they have an extremely high metabolism for the size of their bodies. However, this is supported because of their food source yielding such high amounts of sugar, i.e. energy. And while the fragility of an animal's existence depends on how much energy they need in the first place, like a hummingbird, more importantly, the ratio of expenditure to gain is what decides whether the individual or the species carries on. Now let's talk about what an individual needs to do to carry on a species. They must survive adolescence, breed or replicate themselves, and then take care of offspring in many circumstances. This whole process will require constant intake of energy. And to reproduce, the male and female need to have survived all the way to maturity. 
In sexual reproduction, females expend much more energy than a male to produce offspring and will have to carry their children to term or take care of an egg of some sort. This is why it's advantageous for females to be selective about their genetic partner. It makes the female's time more worthwhile and ensures that their offspring will have the best chance for the energy input. However, as I said, getting to this point is difficult in terms of energetics. That's why many organisms, as I said earlier again, will band together in a colony or a society. A colony provides inter-organism support, specialization, and increases the ratio of gain to expenditure for energy. Now let's circle back to laziness. It seems obvious that evolution would encourage an organism to try to expend the least amount of energy wherever possible. However, to better understand why this is actually not encouraged, I'd like to introduce the concepts of laziness and optimization as opposites in respect to evolution. Laziness does not equal fitness. While showing an ability to conserve energy and thereby live on more reasonable intake is good for the individual in the short term, it is not the decrease of expenditure which matters most for reproduction or long-term survival, but the increase of gain. It matters little what the expenditure is if the expenditure to gain ratio is skewed much towards gain. Moreover, having a high gain lets an individual dedicate time and energy to things other than finding food and maintaining homeostasis. A common example is of people who think they're too busy to eat. If someone drinks the Soylent shakes instead of eating meals, they may believe that they can use the extra time to do other things like learn or work. Now, laziness actually is the decrease of expenditure and not gain. Remember that nature encourages the increase of gain and not expenditure. Now, humans typically become more capable as the community they reside in becomes larger. This is due to specialization, efficiency, and economics. Humans, apes, and other social creatures are social for a reason. Living in a pack, herd, or community distributes tasks like predator detection, food acquisition, and childcare that would normally be on the mind of one creature across the whole group. An individual worrying about these things means that they have to spend more time, energy, and brain power focusing on the aforementioned. It's much more energetically and time efficient for one person to learn and train at a single skill than for them to try and do every single task they need to survive. Societal evolution created the concept of jobs so that each creature may efficiently do one task, which contributes to the whole and therefore themselves. That creature will then rely on the specialized work of another to provide for them the essentials that they now need not worry about. And while specialization does end up actually decreasing the expenditure cost, the whole society then receives an increase in net gain at a higher magnitude than the expenditure loss. Even simple creatures have evolved to specialize in order to increase their expenditure to gain ratio. Animals like sponges, and technically yes, they are kingdom animalia, are considered to be the very first multicellular animal. 
While they lack the coordination or higher functional abilities of other animals, they emerge as the first quote-unquote animal because the colony which makes up each sponge has specific cells which arrange themselves in a way which is not immediately self-serving. They all contribute to a larger whole in an organized manner. Sponge cells come in a wide variety, from cells which create a water suction, to cells which capture food, to structural and transportation cells. What, quote-unquote, encouraged the cells to evolve into this was the slow tendency for evolution to favor colonies which specialized. How this evolutionary favor is decided is by the energetic ratio of expenditure to gain. Now the central question. If energy conservation is a good part of nature, then shouldn't we try to be as lazy as possible? Optimizing the ratio of input to output, starting with the desired input, then optimizing to increase the output is what evolution wants. And when I say wants, I mean what evolution tends towards because of energetics. Does the desire to use less energy and decrease environmental stress guide evolution towards laziness? As organisms or colonies or civilizations become more complex, the system always looks to spend less energy and gain more. In human society, creating the conditions for leaders and an economy are expensive in terms of time, energy, and dedication because it's not the solution to many of our immediate problems. The ultimate gain from having those expensive structures in place is worth it compared to their non-existence. That'll be all for me today. Of course, I am continuing to learn about these things, so it's likely that many of the things that I said in this episode could be rephrased or are wrong. Later.